1: Kirby
2: and I'm Sarah. Welcome
1: Welcome to to Los Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty
2: products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles.
1: Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope
2: you stay a while. Cute. That's cute.
1: Hi Kirby! Hi! Hi Kirby with bangs. I know I have bangs, y'all. I got bangs. She bangs. Paging she Ricky bangs. Martin. She bangs. It looks bangs. so good. Have you ever had this much bangage? No, I'm a I'm a curtain bang girl for life. Except when I was in seventh grade, and I talked to On Co Tran, my friend slash hair stylist, and I said, Hey, listen, I really think I want to try legit bangs across my forehead and he was so game and usually he'll talk me out of things if I have this like bright idea and he's like no this is not going to work for you like I really wanted to look like Steve Perry from Journey for a really long time it's like a shag mullet situation like that's really long and he was like I- I'm not doing this to you um so my dreams were shattered. But he said that I would look good with bangs. And yeah, it. it really
2: suits your face. Like not everyone can pull off bangs and you look great. My mom said I look younger. Well, bangs, like that's what I was going to say. Like I love bangs. I I went through a big bang phase. I don't know that we ever knew each other when I had bangs, Mm-mm. but I look just – it makes me look too young personally. But, like, do you make them look,
1: like, sexy and fun? I, I had, like, Jane Birkin, mm-hmm. like, French girl bangs. Like, yep. that's the vibe. Yeah, that's it achieved. Achieved. It, we love to see it. So I have bangs summer. Well,
2: I'll be curious curious to know if you end up, you know, growing them out, which is the worst part about bangs, or if you continue, if, like, bangs are going to be
1: part of your new signature look. I don't know. On said that they're going to grow out pretty quickly and they'll be curtain again. So I feel like I'm going to have to consistently go in and get bang trims, which whatever.
2: I'm sure you'll like end up trimming them yourself. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, On. (laughs) If you're putting in extensions by yourself, you 1000% will be trimming your own bangs (laughs) at some point. Um, Okay. Sorry. Continue.
1: Okay. We're wrapping up sustainability month and I hope, we hope that you enjoyed the episodes that we did put out about recycling and about checking packages for the reduce, reuse, recycle
2: Mobius logo. Loop.
1: The Mobius loop. I, I personally found them to be super interesting. Loved having Victor Casal on, loved having Brooke Harvey Taylor on. Loved our one on one chat about how to properly recycle the makeup products you do have. And now, We have our fourth episode in the series, and it's a really good one.
2: Yes. So we have – well, actually, so Kirby is not part of this interview. Um, It was a little one-on-one chat that I had with the Tata Harper. Um, And I say this in the the interview with Tata, but I really feel like you can't talk about Conscious Beauty without talking about Tata Harper. She is such a leader in the category – everyone i know who loves quote unquote clean beauty loves tata harper um everyone i know who just loves beauty in general like they've tried a tata harper product they know who she is she makes such beautiful um beautiful products skincare products um i think uh even you don't have to be a clean beauty lover to know her and to love her products um i also mentioned that i used a lot of them while i was pregnant she is just like kirby you've been to some of the tata harper events in la um she's like such goals i know i said that about brooke harvey taylor too and i uh, 1000 also feel the same way about tata harper she has her own farm in vermont and that is where she grows a lot of the ingredients that she uses in her products not all of them she made sure to mention that in the interview like they source raw materials from all around the world but it's very much like farm to face beauty um is like her whole philosophy and you know she talks about how she grew up in Colombia. she learned a lot of uh, the beauty practices that she still uses today from her grandma and her her aunts um she said her grandma used to have like beauty parties every sunday with all of her like sisters and cousins and her mom and they would like make their own like honey masks and scrubs and all these things um which i was like wow that's amazing i want to be a part of those parties um and then she you know talks about how she um uh, you know wasn't uh she didn't ever think she was going to be a beauty entrepreneur she was uh, an engineer an industrial engineer um by by trade like that's what she went to school for um and yeah it's a really really interesting story but she is so and i say this about every guest that we've had which is good because we want to have experts on the pod she's so knowledgeable about everything um that uh, has to do with just creating the products like i feel like there are sometimes we have i feel like sometimes there are beauty founders who really do a good job of like being like, okay, this is the kind of product that I want and I'm going to like, you know, delegate it to these people and they'll take care of this and then the other people will take care of that. And I definitely think she does that, but she knows every facet of the business so well. And I think when you listen to her interview, um, it like is very apparent that she's super passionate about all of that stuff. She also talks about a new collection that she just launched called Super Kind, and it is a fragrance-free collection that is made for people with really sensitive skin um i guess there were some customers who you know were afraid to use some of her products because there are some essential oils in it um and so this was made really specifically for those people who have really um, reactive skin i personally haven't tried it yet but i'm excited to um but yeah i felt like it was just a great way to end sustainability month um we were sad you weren't part of the convo kirby but um yeah, I think when you listen to it you'll probably learn something new too.
1: I know, I'm really bummed that I missed it, but I knew she was in good hands with one. Thanks Sarah Jessica Tan I wish that we had like video
2: a video element to this too because she might have been in her home in Connecticut or the farm, I'm not sure, but either way it was like just so she's like so beautiful. Her skin is so glowy. She was wearing this like beautiful like green sweater that matched like the fiddle fig tree behind her and she was like in this beautiful white room and yeah, she's like in her 40s and she looks incredible. I'm just like, whatever you're doing, Tata, I want it. This is this, like this tea that she drinks a gallon of before noon. I'm like, share the recipe. I want it.
1: Yeah, seriously. I want that. It's like probably great for your gut. Exactly. And yeah. like the flora and all that yep, good stuff. yep. Did she, did you ask or did she mention um, how she got her name? I love her name. No, I I didn't ask. I would love to have known, like, where did Tata come from? Yeah,
2: that's a really good question. I should have asked
1: that. I love it. Um, Next time. Yeah,
2: but I feel like this is just, I feel like so many people are fans of the brand and maybe you haven't had the opportunity to hear her talk about her journey. And she's just really lovely, so (laughs) I was gonna say relatable actually this makes her a little bit more relatable um (laughs) she's just like so fun to hang out with and she said she was big fans of ours which was really sweet
1: oh that's so sweet well Tata we're fans of yours too and uh, I'm so sorry I missed it but this is a great episode y'all are gonna love the interview if you love Los Angeles please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts Apple Podcasts is how we get discovered and the reviews help us significantly um, also follow us on spotify and of course word of mouth share with your friends we want more glam julinos and we're gonna have so many awesome opportunities for the glam julinos that follow us in our facebook group and on our instagram so if you're not following us following us there make sure that you're doing that all right enjoy this interview this friday interview and we'll be back on tuesday shake
2: You cannot talk about Conscious Beauty without mentioning her name, so welcome
3: to the pod, Tata Harper! Hi, thank you for having me. I hear you guys so much. I love the podcast. It is so fun. I I love like how much fun you guys have.
2: You're so sweet. We do have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun. So thank you for saying that. We're so glad to finally have you on the podcast because I am a huge fan of Tata Harper, of you and your skincare brand. And I've been using it for years and I was using it a lot during my pregnancy which I shared with you before we started recording and it is always like one of my go-to recommendations for pregnant women and new moms it's just like such a beautiful line for anyone honestly moms or not it's just a beautiful brand that anyone can use of all skin types so thank you I had like such great skin during pregnancy and even after I was very lucky I mean I'm still struggling with a few things but but we'll get there.
3: It's time to recover fully from pregnancy, you know.
2: Totally. Well, I mean, you have three kids and your skin is like absolute goals. So you give me hope.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Thank
2: you. Yeah. So I want to start the interview by going back to where it all began, where you grew up. So you grew up in Colombia, and I'd love to hear, you know, your experience and what the Colombian beauty philosophy is and maybe like things and that you learn from your grandma or your mom or your aunts and how that influenced Tata Harper, the brand. Totally.
3: So, yeah, I grew up in Colombia. I grew up in Barranquilla, which uh, it's like a coastal town. And it's the epitome of Latin culture, right? Like that's, for example, where Shakira is from, Sofia Vergara is from. So we're very Latin. It's very loud, you know, there's music playing in the background at all times. And beauty, it's uh, it's an important part of our life. We just get a lot of joy from beauty and all the practices, whether it's skin or hair or makeup or tanning or procedures. <laughs> it's a constant part of our uh, conversations growing up in Colombia, at least. Like we were always talking about like exercising and tips for this or that. And another important thing is that we see beauty as a way of pampering ourselves. Like it's really not a chore or something that we don't have time for. We're never like burdened by it. Like it's a way of, you know, massaging our skin. It's very social. We like doing it together. And I grew up in a family with a lot of ladies and we all love our beauty, especially my grandmother. She used to host like this beauty parties like spa parties in the weekends and I was her favorite granddaughter so I was there with her every morning and we would start early like at 6 a.m like smashing avocados mixing oils creating like honey scrub with different particles of sugar that we would buy the previous day at the supermarket we would make like honey oatmeal masks like you name it like I grew up just immersed in this world and I love it so much. Like it provides a lot of joy to my life, but I never thought that I would become a beauty entrepreneur, never, never, never. Did it ever cross my mind that I'm, I'm actually, I studied engineering um, and I'm a beauty and I'm a, an engineer very far off from, you know, studying cosmetic science. This was like a passion that developed and, uh, and I started the company 10 years ago when even like the term clean didn't exist. Like at that time was all about being natural and being organic. And and I really started my company because I couldn't believe that there were no skincare brands that were 100% natural and efficacious at the same time. Like that didn't exist. Back then, if you want to go natural, you had to go two routes. You either had to do natural beauty in like natural supermarkets or little apothecaries and the products were very simple really not the sign for the serious skincare client which I was the quality of the product wasn't there the expectations and efficacy were really low the customer experience was not great I'm sure you know what I'm talking about like really sticky products and then the other alternative was going to specialized beauty stores or department stores where I typically got my beauty products. But natural products in those stores were products that contain algaes and roses and honey, but they were all mixtures of botanicals and synthetics. So I was like, wait, where is the high performance, but a hundred percent natural, right? Like it was just about their actives being natural, whether they're algae or different botanicals, as I was saying. But then when you turn around the box, there was full of a lot of uh, functional ingredients that were synthetic. Like, I don't know, I don't want to be putting ingredients that belong in my car and my skin. Like, why is that in my eye cream? You know, like I felt really uncomfortable. That's where I became really passionate. I had no idea if this would be possible. I had no idea if the company was going to be big or small. I mean, everybody told me that luxury clients were not really interested in natural beauty. And it made sense because natural beauty at the time was very simple. But I thought like, I can't believe that I'm the only person looking for this. And wouldn't it be great to have a product where everything comes from nature and with formulas, not only with one ingredient, but with a lot of ingredients, Because we all love vitamin C, I love hyaluronic acid, you know, I use that in all of our products, but you know, we all know that vitamin C or hyaluronic is not the end all be all of skincare, right? You need a lot of different ingredients performing a lot of different tasks in order for your skin to be healthy, which is why we, basically started with this formulation philosophy of adding a lot of ingredients from all over the world, kind of like a curation of ingredients that all work synergistically together. They work really to complement one another and really work harder for the clients and really provide in one product a lot of benefits because I even remember even as a journey, as a client, I felt that I had to buy so many things just to cover my bases, like my hyaluronic over here, my vitamin A over there, vitamin C here, right? So I thought wouldn't be great that aside from the formula to being obviously like everything comes from nature, like the value proposition to the client is about giving it a lot of results. So my founding mission has always been to create like really highly effective anti-aging products with only natural ingredients and also to make each formula unique like we don't start from a base and then add like one or two raw materials like we start every product from scratch and and things have changed quite a bit you know from 10 years ago to now you know like the term clean has emerged which you know a lot of us have kind of like a love hate relationship with clean because it's like
2: thing to understand yeah I actually that was perfect lines me up for our next question which is you started in 2010 and like you said sustainable beauty conscious beauty clean beauty it wasn't like as commonplace as it is as it is today and you know now there are you know the credos of the world that are making it easier for us to be able to shop through those products but before it was really hard you have been able to you know stay on top and stay relevant have you felt the need to like pivot at all or like how has your brand evolved over the last
3: decade? Well, we haven't really pivoted at all, which is something that I'm really proud of because those core values that we bring to the table are very unique to us. Like there's not a lot of brands doing what we do, even with this prevalence of clean that it's out there in the market, right? And everybody has their own definitions of clean. That's what I was saying, that there's kind of like a Love hate relationship with the term in one end. We love that companies are making efforts, right, to remove controversial chemicals, to become more sustainable. But at the same time, every brand's definition of the term is different, right? So it's not, it doesn't really mean the same thing for everybody, which makes things confusing for our clients. So for some brands, being clean is about removing parabens. For other brands, it's about removing phenoxy and SLS. Some have like a dirty list of six, of five, or four, right? <laughs> and uh, and I think that you know that that makes it confusing. One thing it has changed dramatically for us is that customers are much more aware now than when I started. I think that customers now have really good questions. We are not spending as much time as a brand educating people on the importance of being natural and embracing wellness. And I think that for us as a brand, a lot of the communication for us revolve around the fact that we were natural, right? And the importance of being natural was so innovative. It was the first time that there was a product that was efficacious and natural, really catering to this client that it had never been done before. And, you know, a lot of people know us for that, but then not a lot of people know what's happening behind the scenes for us. And I think that that's what we've been focusing just a lot of our time, really talking about like everything that it's unique about our products, even like we were talking about before, like how each one of our products is really unique. I think that now this is like actually like more important than ever, especially with so much brand started from bases, Like I feel that that's why a lot of textures just feel the same, you know, with everything that it's out there in the market. And it's nice to have products that are developed from zero, right? That it's a truly unique formula in order to get that. You have to buy it only from us. It's not about just changing one or two ingredients. And also really talking about like a lot of the interesting ingredients and technologies that we discover while we're making our products. like. Also, people really love that we make our products ourselves. Like we also don't subcontract the production of our products. Like everything is made in our farm in Vermont under the roof of a really big, big red barn. It's kind of like the Willy Wonka of skincare. You really need to go there to see it. It's really, really cool. And I think that that's what the future is. It's that, uh, you know, every brand needs to have really amazing products, like awesome formulas that make your skin beautiful, because just being clean is not why people buy products, right? Especially skincare, like you buy skincare because you want your skin to look amazing. And I think that having that unique POV, it's like our most important job and, you know, making sure that our products are incredible, that also we stand behind the quality of our products and the freshness of our products is really important for us. That's why we go through the trouble of making them, which is really unique in the industry, as you know, like a lot of those activities are subcontracted.
2: Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned. Everyone has a different definition of clean beauty. Um, It varies from brand to brand. Do you feel like the government should be regulating the term at all? What is the solution? Like, why are we all so confused about what clean beauty is? I agree. I mean,
3: I think that now, for example, what like becoming an informed consumer is really important. I think that it's probably like one of the most important things that we can all do is just really uh, becoming a more informed consumer. And that really entails knowing how to buy what you're looking for, right? Things that align with your values. And I think that that's why seals and certifications will be your best friend in your journey to become a better consumer because maybe the government won't get involved, right? We don't know, like maybe they will, maybe they won't. But SEALs is really the way to make sure that brands are doing the right thing or what you wanna support, right? I think Mm -hmm. that those SEALs really validate how important that aspect is to the company itself. Mm -hmm. Because when you get a SEAL, you really need a third party to certify you, right? And also the seals and certifications, they're optional. Like no brand and no company is really required to get any of them. So when you see those seals and the packaging of a product, that means that that aspect is really important for the brand. And then also for the customer. Like, for example, if fair trade is important for you, then look for the fair trade seal, right? If deforestation is top of mind for you, then You know, make sure that you know what that seal looks like. It's the FCS seal. We have it in our boxes because we buy cartons from forests that are responsibly managed. And that way you make sure that all that paper comes from places that are managed responsibly. If you, for example, are looking for a natural skincare and you want to make sure that it's also organic, then look for a seal that certifies that. Like, for example, we go with the EcoCert. I don't know if you're familiar with EcoCert. Mm-hmm. But they are a French uh, certifier that has been around for 30 years. And it's really hard for us to get that seal. They certify everything. It's like <laughs> we go through so much expenses and efforts because we also have like our entire collection certified by them. It's really hard to get, but they validate all of our ingredients. They make sure that all of the ingredients are natural and that they're also all of their ingredients are processed in the right way, right? Like not with methane and polluting ingredients. They also certify final formula. They tell our clients like, for example, this is the revitalizing body oil. It tells you like 100% of the total ingredients are from natural origin and 96% of them are organic right? So Mm -hmm. it certifies the content. It certifies even like our packaging, like to make sure that everything is as sustainable as possible. And they come from France every quarter to our farm in Vermont to audit the whole profit. Wow right? So that's what you mean. It's like, if you look for those seals and you know what you're looking for by just understanding what are the things that are important for you, then you don't need government to get involved because those brands, which these aspects of their business are important, will get a certification. Because, you know, carbon offsets and charitable donations are great, right? But that doesn't constitute being a sustainable company. Mm -hmm. If you're a conscious consumer, then you really need to understand those things. Like if you're looking for sustainability, like you need to understand what are those seals. And sustainability is really hard. It's really hard because it's not cheap. It doesn't come cheap and you know, a lot of times we expect that everything is cheap, you know, but when you're choosing ingredients with integrity and making sure that everything comes from nature, that a lot of it is organic when it's available, you know, and you do all the responsible packaging, and then you try to have a responsible, transparent business, it's hard to be a deal, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's hard to be a deal. It's like, you know like fashion we all get excited with the 9.99 t-shirt but then when you realize what it takes to make a 9.99 t-shirt you know you might not feel that great about that purchase it's the same thing and i feel it because i am a company that we are a responsible company that everything that we do is more expensive sometimes double sometimes triple sometimes 50% more of every single decision that we make because sustainability is incorporated into every decision so that the product is as sustainable as possible. So I think that as long as people become themselves more informed, I mm-hmm. think that, that probably is one of the most important things that you can do to avoid buying things that not necessarily meet up or you know measure up to what you were expecting.
2: I can only imagine how hard it is to run a business and run a farm. Um, And like you said, you are vertically integrated, so you do everything. But from an outside perspective, it looks like so idyllic and dreamy. Imagining Tata on her farm. (laughs) So I would love if you could walk us through like a day in the life on the farm with you. What does it look like?
3: What are you doing? So I spend my life between Connecticut and my farm in Vermont, and I'm in my farm full time in the summertime. Like i move moved there with my kids and, you know, work is always work, but there is definitely something really lovely uh, from working in the farm every day, right? It just really makes everything less stressful. On a daily basis, I'm constantly switching between different sides of my brain throughout my day, right? And all the different meetings that I'm having. So It Unfortunately, I'm not the one picking and harvesting and doing all of that. Like I would love like every, every year we're like, okay, every Friday, we're all going to go to the garden and we're going to harvest. But, you know, a lot of times we just don't have that type of luxury, right? So for example, it's like I'm in a meeting reviewing budgets, then I could be in a meeting reviewing like a lot of creative and reviewing artwork. Normally I wake up early. I really like to wake up around like 6 a.m. and I do something that it's a big faux pas, but I immediately scroll through my news, my email. You know, like right now, since we get a lot of like emails and communications from China and the Middle East, those emails come in at all hours. So I like to, in the morning, like really answer all the yes, no's, yes, no's that are like really urgent. Um, then I exercise for 45 minutes. And that typically involves a lot of walking around the farm. And I also love making like this tea that I have with me that it's called like butterfly pea tea Ooh. that is blue. Actually, it's become like my favorite thing to drink and it's charged with antioxidants and it also helps with anxiety. So I basically make like a gallon in the morning and I make sure that I drink that gallon throughout the morning. And then I make another one for the afternoon right after lunch.
2: Wait, can you share your recipe? How do you make this? It's super
3: simple. It's called Butterfly PT. I'll give you the the name, like okay, the actual okay, okay. I put it in the notes. But I just make like a really concentrated tea. And then I dilute it in like a gallon of water. Okay, And I bring it and I just make sure that before lunch, all of that gallon needs to be drank, (laughs) my consumption of water. But I'm typically at the office like around nine. I like starting my day with a lot of R&D meetings. I probably spend 50% of my time just really with that team at the lab, just going through formulas, designing formulas, selecting ingredients, looking at clinicals. You know, for us, it takes like between two to two and a half years to make a product just because, again, we start from scratch and we go through many, many iterations of the formula. Then I like to spend a lot of time with product development. Like I am in charge of that team as well. Just, you know, in direct contact with them uh, where we evaluate a lot of materials. We are constantly talking about how do we improve sustainability of our packaging in those meetings. And we're figuring out a lot of different things right now, like how to do refills, for example, which I am a big believer in refills. We launched uh, Waterlock last year, which was our first refill, and we're seeing how that evolves, right? Because we also need to see how practical, how customers react to the refill so that we can do more. Also, we're evaluating like new materials to use for packet sampling, it's just like really important for us to constantly kind of like evolve sustainability because sustainability is a work in progress and things change, new things are developed. And it's good to see like, how do we incorporate them? How do we use them? Like, for example, another thing we're doing right now is uh, doing a weighting project in our boxes. It's like how we make our boxes consume less paper. So, you know, we work at it every day. We're never really done <laughs> when it comes to that. Then it's lunchtime. This is typically my biggest meal. And in the farm, there's this picnic table near our organic garden where I love having lunch. And it's a great, because I talk to the garden team. They keep me updated on like all the trials and tribulations in our garden. And then I also like get a moment to like walk around, see what's in bloom. Maybe there's some raspberries that I pick them and so on. And then it's like the whole afternoon and the afternoon, it depends. I could be, doing a podcast like I'm doing now or I'm working on budgeting projects or we're doing an installation at Le Bon Marché that it's going to be available in like a month and a half so been reviewing a lot of floor plans and furniture we're also doing our first bar room in New York City so mm-hmm. there's a lot of reviewing plans right now so that and then the evenings are really like the most relaxing part of my day. This is when I unwind. Like my nighttime is really like non-negotiable. Like mm-hmm. I put my phone away. I have dinner with my kids. We talk about what's going on in their lives. We walk with the dogs and we do a ton of self-care at night from taking baths to skincare together, uh infrared sauna. I've been also doing a lot of like Polarized light. I don't know if you're familiar with polarized light, but it's this range of light that it's very difficult to access in nature because it operates at a very like low wavelength Mm -hmm. range, but it's also amazing for the skin and it's great for the mood. Then like my nighttime ritual, you know, like my routine at night is like such a transformative experience. It's really like the cherry on top of the ice cream. Uh, where you know you kind of like go into the bathroom with like this mindset of like stress and the day right and then you start applying and cleansing and massaging all the creams and it's like (laughs) you just leave in like such a I'm a different data you know
2: (laughs) I wanted to ask what your current nighttime routine is uh, what are you applying to your skin
3: so I love to double cleanse at night I don't use a lot of makeup during the daytime, but I just think that I like to do my most thorough cleanse at night because in the morning you're not really dirty. So the morning for is really about exfoliating, but the nighttime, I do the nourishing oil cleanser first because oil is, has really big particles. It's really effective at removing kind of like surface dirt. So, SPF, mm-hmm. all the pigments, all the dirt that accumulates in the skin. So, it's like first cleanse. And then I like go in with like a deeper cleanse that we have that's called a purifying cleanser, that it's like a detox treatment. And I basically do that second. And then I do a hydrating floral essence. I like to put an essence before my two most important anti-aging steps, which is my serum and my eye cream, because essences really make everything penetrate deeper into Mm -hmm. the skin. So I love really saturating my skin with an essence. And then... I am doing Elixir Vitae serum, which is our most concentrated serum. And then I like doing the boosted contouring eye balm, which is like our firming eye balm at night. And it's really thick and rich and amazing. And then for night, I'm going for the Creme Riche moisturizer. That's what I do. And that's my last step. I like to go to bed feeling really dewy and really, really glossy. So I use the richest products that we have at night like the richest eye cream, like that's the boosted contouring eye balm. I love creme riche, which is our thickest and most concentrated moisturizer. And sometimes I actually switch creme riche with our hydrating floral mask, which is the mask that has like a thousand different molecular sizes of micro and macro hyaluronic acid, which just really like you wake up with baby skin. It like clumps up the skin overnight. It's just really incredible. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of like what I'm doing now. It's down to six steps, I think. That's great. That's easy. It takes no time. Like, I don't get it when people are like, oh, I have no time. I'm like, I have three kids. I work all day. And I love putting this on because I see it like differently. And, you know, and it's not that much time when I think about it. It's like I'm done in five minutes. No, you're investing in yourself. You have to do
2: it at Tata Harper, you guys do everything. You formulate, batch, fill,
3: and ship all of it. We don't make all the ingredients. A lot of people think that all the ingredients are made in the farm, but no, we make one ingredient at the farm with five different herbs that we grow in our garden. So it's called like our farm beauty complex, which is made with Arnica, calendula, borage, meadow, sweet, and alfalfa. And basically we macerate in a very temperature controlled process, like the extraction of like all of the oil soluble nutrition from all of these herbs into this green oil that end up in all of our products.
2: Okay. So still that's a lot of work (laughs) and I just want to know maybe for other beauty founders that are listening or even just fans like of the brand, what is the most challenging part about doing everything under, you know, one roof or not under one roof, but you know what I mean? In-house.
3: What is the most challenging? Every single part of it is challenging (laughs) and that's why I guess why a lot of companies outsource that. But honestly, Nothing offsets, there's no amount of challenge that really offsets for us not being able to stand behind the quality of our products and the freshness of our products. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how complicated it is, we have to do it because I believe that that's what our clients expect, right? Like I even remember when I was a beauty client and I didn't have a company, I I really thought that all of my Swiss products came from Switzerland, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I yeah. imagined like all this like ladies in the Alps mixing all of this. <laughs> and it's such a disappointment, right? When you realize like, oh no, this is done by a lab that also there's like another 50 other brands that are made there. Like it just kind of like takes the fantasy away and I wanted to keep the fantasy alive, but also I realize that it's my most important job, mm-hmm. you know like Probably my clients wouldn't care if I outsource the accounting or if I outsource even like the content, they they don't care about that, I think, but they do care that I don't make their products, right? Like that's why we go through the trouble of doing all this crazy stuff. Like our team sources all of the ingredients, which is probably one of the hardest positions in our company, just because we buy 450 different types of raw materials from all parts of the world. So imagine getting that (laughs) Our planning team. Like I love them so much because, you know, it's crazy, you know, because we make our products every month, which is not the most cost effective way of producing things because you want to produce one time, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But We don't believe in that either because then I want to make the products every single month because that way every month they're at its freshest. And also every month I make only what I need Mm -hmm. and that will reduce the amount of products that just get expired on us. Uh, Then I produce more than what I needed and now I need to throw it all away when it takes so much energy and so much time to build each one of our products, right? So So for us, it's really important that it's really fresh and that we make it and it's like fresh from our farm right? To stores. Like I think that that's very important because it doesn't matter if it's natural synthetics, things expire. And when things expire, things like vitamins and antioxidants, like they stop working, right? Mm -hmm. With time. So the freshest that the product is, the most uh, effective that it is. So we want to make it as effective and get that customer experience as effective as possible. Even if that means making products in the most inefficient way, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. For us, is about the product being amazing when it gets to our client. Not wow. about how much time we spend doing it.
2: So, was that at all disrupted because
3: of uh, the pandemic? No, not at all. It was great because it's up to us at all times, right? Like we don't depend on other subcontractors that have us in a queue.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like that's not cool. what we work. Like as long as we can get the raw materials to us, like and and all the packaging, then we're good. You know, and with the stores being closed and being only online for a few months, the demand really balanced out and we had enough in stock and on hand to ride us through almost eight months. Thankfully, just because, again, of our planning team being so amazing, it's like you just need to have like really amazing planning and being able to source everything now that's not the case now right where we all are experiencing delays like the blanket general excuse now it's COVID. you know like little baggies that are like your gift with purchase to caps to everything so thankfully it it wasn't disruptive at all on that end just because we have our own production facility yeah that's wonderful
2: Okay, I would like to talk about your new collection, the Super Kind collection. Can you talk us through why you wanted to launch this line? So, Super Kind is gonna
3: be a game changer for reactive skin. This is a collection that I've been working with my team for more than three years. And to be honest with you, like we had talked about in the past of doing a line for sensitive skin it's like, there was something about creating products for sensitive skin that didn't get me excited. You know, like they were all about being minimal and like less is more. And, you know, like when you look at the products, they're just so simple. Like, I don't like to make products like that. I like to be like fully challenged when we make products. So I never like being passionate about the category just in general, just here between us. Mm -hmm. But then what happened is that a lot of like, Friends and family members and even people in my team started developing reactions, like really close to me, like they moved and now their skin got out of whack. And, you know, with today's modern environment where we live so full of like stressors and allergens that are making people more prone to reacting, this just became more of more prevalent problem especially like my friends, like, you know, we're in our mid forties, right? Like just to have calming products in our skin is not enough. There's always this sense of like, I'm missing out and all the bussy ingredients. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I want vitamin C, I want all that brightening, but then, you know, it might be too powerful for my skin. And Mm -hmm. then once you go into the bathroom with them, you realize that their routine is, A lot from the pharmacy, you know, it's kind of like boring and uninspiring. Like there's not a lot there, you know what I mean? To get excited about. It's not a beautiful, luxurious experience. Yeah, exactly. So they were really freaked out. Like, can I try that? Like, I don't know. Like, I want to. But, you know, maybe the vitamin C triggers them or there are other ingredients in the formula that trigger them, whether it's wheat or nuts or essential oils, right? Because people now react to those things as well because the formulas weren't thought out for reactive skin in mind. So solving that problem then really became a challenge. And then I really got excited and we all got excited. Like, can we give reactive skin like powerful skin care that it's also 100% natural. And you know, what we do is already difficult because we, everything is synthetic free and with a lot of ingredients, but engineering super kind was so much harder because now we had to add even more formulation requirements, not only to meet like all of our green beauty standards, but we needed to be completely hypoallergenic. And then on that front, I didn't just want it to remove just like one or two ingredients. Like there were a lot of lines that were just not free or just gluten free, right? But mm-hmm. what people now react to a lot of different things, and I wanted to be super comprehensive, really, to minimize the chances of people being in touch with potential stressors. So altogether, we ended up excluding more than eighty-five of the most common skin triggers. So soy-free, wheat and gluten-free, nut and legume-free, no fragrances, no harsh alcohols, no harsh acids. Even hydroxy, for example, didn't make it to the list. Also, we excluded all of the you know, 79 ingredients that are commonly monitored by dermatologists in their patch testing list. Wow. And we made the products essential oil free, which was, you yeah. know, a big departure for us, right? Because, you know, for me, like beauty is like such an aromatic experience. But I also realized that, you know, this was an opportunity of being more inclusive of people that don't like their products scented, or that they can't tolerate any of these substances, right? So yeah, it was really cool and also super kind. It has the Skin Safe Seal you know, the trusted choice seal of approval that it's awarded for good for sensitive skin, Mm. which is developed in partnership with the Mayo Clinic. And that was really challenging getting that seal, but it was really exciting altogether. Like we uncovered a total of 36 new ingredients from 13 different countries for the line. There's a lot of new green technology in here. Like, for example, the cleanser uses a lot of ingredients to reinforce the barrier. There is a lot of uh, sugar prebiotic technology. There's a lot of actually different sugar technologies in the line I don't know if you've heard of like all the new developments with sugar, but you know, sugar is a surprising ingredient because it's not that great to eat it for anti aging, but it's actually amazing topically for the skin, whether it's sugar carbohydrates that biostimulate ceramids or the sugar prebiotics that I was talking about, that it's kind of like a new type of prebiotic that it's called the smart prebiotic that they biostimulate your ecoflora, but they also prevent very specific strains of bad bacteria from growing and disrupting the natural defense mechanisms of the skin. We also went big in the extremophile technologies. I don't know if you're familiar with the extremophile plants, but they're basically plants that have adapted in nature to withstand a lot of extreme environment and conditions. And basically through those experiences, they develop a unique superpower. So, um, We have three of those in the collection. So it was fun. It was really fun taking a deep dive into the science of reactive skin and also realizing that when you use the right filters, right, like Mm -hmm. all the things that you decide to take out and then also meticulously curate the right ingredients and apply a lot of rigorous hypoallergenic testing, which we did, you can actually create like powerful skincare for a very complicated group. And that's why we called it super kind because it's super powerful, but it's also super gentle. And and it it was fun also taking a category and not making like just marginal improvements, but really like elevating it to be like a real anti-aging solution for reactive skin, which was the goal really from the beginning.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, I cannot wait to try it. I know, you know, there are so many, quote unquote, clean brands that are coming out now and they look up to you. They're looking to Tata to Harper, you know, as an example of um, how to be more conscious and sustainable. What advice do you have for them and what actions can they take to reduce their carbon footprint, to reduce the amount of waste that they're contributing when they are starting their brands? Like, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of money, but they want to, you know, make an effort uh, to move in the right direction. What advice do you
3: have for them? Thank you for asking me that. That's so great. I think that, you know, to realize that sustainability is a work in progress. And for us, when we started, we embedded sustainability into every decision that we take. And that translates to the product. So I think that an advice that I have for a lot of people is number one, just take it a step at a time and then really understand your alternatives. Because if you want to go sustainable, as I was saying before, it's expensive and sometimes you cannot do it all at once. You know, like you cannot tackle every aspect, but the goal should be to try to make your product, meaning what you produce and what you sell as sustainable as possible, because that in my opinion is what constitute being a sustainable company. Like, Charity donations are great. Like all those generous acts are incredible, but they don't make you a sustainable company. What makes you a sustainable company is that the product is in it of itself sustainable that they don't pollute The air, they don't pollute the water, they minimize pollution to the soil. So think about that in how you're designing not only the product itself, but also how you're designing the production of your product. Because I feel that that piece, for example, transparency around the manufacturing, it's a really important part of sustainability. And to pace it out right to take it easy see what part can you do really really well that you can actually get a certification for it again what we were talking earlier is like because those certifications are what really speak to your client that what you're saying it's actually true right it's like this is like the proof that Mm -hmm. oh yeah things are actually you know come from for certified uh, you know forest or this is actually vegan this is actually organic this is actually natural it's through seals and I think that all of that is really really important and ultimately also make products that make people's lives better I feel that there's so much product out there That's why we don't like to make a lot of like trendy products that are like with the buzzy new ingredient. We like to make timeless, good formulas. And that's ultimately what we need, products that make our lives better, that help elevate our quality of living and that are healthy for us and also healthy for the planet. Okay,
2: so we've reached the end and now we are going to start our little speed round. First
3: question, what is your favorite skincare ingredient? Uh, is this ingredient that comes from Madagascar that uh, gives you similar effects to uh, to Botox. Like they relax wrinkles. Incredible. I love it. I mean, there's a lot of ingredients that I love, but that one is the first one that came to mind. And is that in one of your products? I'm sure it is. That one is in Elixir Vitae
2: serum and eye serum. Okay. Noted. I will be using those. That's a
3: neurotransmitter peptide. Okay. <laughs> Who is your beauty icon? Uh, Jackie O. And I also love Eva harris Ooh, Okay.
2: What is your favorite makeup brand? Like color cosmetics?
3: Uh, Can I say two? Of course. I love Gucci Westman and I
2: love Kager Weiss. Is there like a product, a favorite product from the two?
1: Everything I
3: try from them, honestly, is incredible. From eyeliner to everything it's like they're they're just good I love them both yeah they're such beautiful brands too and I love from Gator like their packaging and mm-hmm. that they're refillable like she's such a pioneer in the whole refill and beauty like I love her for that you know Absolutely. like it, it was like the first one that really did it really really well
2: totally what beauty advice would you give your 20 year old self
3: what beauty advice? You know, like I got so much advice, like all the beauty advice that I wanted, like my mom all gave it to me. But I, I think that the most important th- advice that I received in that regards is to be consistent. To do to do the steps that you're supposed to do every day, to do them a.m. and p.m., and that has been probably like one of the most important mantras beauty mantras that i've had all my life so i'm very consistent with my steps and i've always been very consistent even with the products like for example for serums to work you need them to use them am and pm because a lot of their clinicals for results is what happens to the subjects after applying it every 12 hours so that application am and pm is really important especially for your anti-aging products so keeping that consistent takes a lot because there are so many products to try, right? That you want to be switching all the time, but those, the serum and the eye cream are not the products to be switching.
2: Yeah. People just want instant results and they're not patient, but with skincare, you got to be patient. Like you said, I love
3: that. Especially because there are products for your skin today, like moisturizers, cleansers, masks. Yes. They are about immediate, right? Like you want your skin to be clean right away. You want your skin to be moisturized right away, right? Like those mm-hmm. are immediate, but then there are the serums, the eye creams, the concentrates, like those are products for your skin tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. you need to give them time and you need to use them every 12 hours for months to see results.
2: Absolutely. It's a good reminder for everyone listening. Let's say you leave your farm, you leave Connecticut, you're, you move to LA because you've become a famous actor. Who is in this blockbuster movie that you're starring in? Who is your co-star?
3: My co-star would be Ed Burns.
2: Oh, that's a good way. We've not gotten Ed Burns before. So is this like a, a drama
3: Definitely be a drama, yeah.
2: Okay, I love that. <laughs> Such a good one. It burns, <laughs> I feel like you're like a, a movie buff to pick Ed Burns. That's a good one. Um, thank you so much, Tata. This has been so much fun. I've learned so much from you, I'm sure our listeners have too. And I just want to add that you've been so generous and you are offering our Glam Gelinos a discount. So we have a little promo code for those of you who want to try any of our products, refill or try, you know, uh, the super kind collection. You can use code Tata X gloss. We'll share it in our show notes. Um, You'll get $20 off your $100 or more purchase. Um, So we'll include all the details. Thank you so much, Tata. That is very, very generous of you. you for inviting me. This was so much fun. I can't wait to hear me on
3: your podcast.
2: Yeah. Where can our listeners find you on social media?
3: Where can we follow you? So Tata Harper skincare, that would be it. And then I have a personal one that is just really like, personal like me my kids and stuff it's just not the Harper those two and then where can we buy your products you can buy our products in our website, skincarecom You can find our products in Sephora, at Neiman Marcus, at Nordstroms, at Bergdorf Goodman, in Blue Mercury, in Cosbar, in Credo, in Follain.
2: <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. You can find it everywhere. It's amazing. Um, well, thank you again, Tata. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode. You know where to find us on social. We are... Los Angeles pod on Instagram and Twitter, and please join our Facebook group, Los Angeles. Check our website out for links to every episode and all of the info that our fabulous guests like Tata um, mention, um, or where you can follow her. All the products that she talked about, we're going to be on the website, um, glossangelespod.com So we will talk to you next time. Thank you.